the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad could it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children is what it is. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. Don't forget to read my columns at worldnetdailywnd.com, barbwire.com, lifesitenews.com and elsewhere out on the web and also at missionamerica.com and be sure to check out my book which is written especially for youth and it's now in its second edition and it's called maybe he's not gay another view on homosexuality and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com most of you are as astounded as i am at the so-called transgender, I hate that word, but agenda, uh, where gender confusion is being embraced for children as a normal variation of development, even at the most prestigious hospitals in our country. Is this sound medical care? What is the truth? Here to discuss this with me today is Dr. Michelle Critella is one of the heroes in this movement, in this battle today. Dr. Critella is a physician, a pediatrician by specialty, and is executive director of the American College of Pediatricians, a mother of four, and prior to entering full-time pediatric advocacy and administration in 2012, she practiced for 15 years as a board-certified general pediatrician. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Michelle. Thanks so much, Linda. It's great to be here. Well, I want to ask you, we could talk all day because you're a wealth of information and you're really on the front lines of a very fast moving um, advocacy movement on the other side. And we're trying all in our side, of course, to keep up. Um, but the agenda is moving so fast and children are at risk because of it. And um, 
I wanted to ask you first to try to explain for people the difference between the American Academy of Pediatrics, which just issued a position paper on gender confusion in children, and the difference between that organization, long longer uh, established group, and the American College of Pediatricians, which you're executive director of. This uh, uh, position paper that the AAP uh, issued has stirred up a lot of discussion. So please tell us the essential differences and what they're trying to say in their position about gender confusion in children. Sure. So the American Academy of Pediatrics is a national organization of pediatricians and other child health professionals that is approximately 90 years old. Um, Starting at, uh, I would say starting in the early 70s and certainly with the passage of Roe v. Wade, the American Academy of Pediatrics sacrificed science at the altar of political correctness. Mm -hmm. Um, Prime example, Prior to Roe v. Wade, the American Academy of Pediatrics published that our patients began at conception. Within a year of the passage of Roe v. Wade, the American Academy of Pediatrics went neutral on abortion and fairly quickly after that progressed to supporting abortion rights for teenage girls. Wow. They made similar about-faces on the issues of contraception and also parent rights. Uh, For example, they argue uh, that beginning at age 11, children should be separated from their parents during a portion of the physical exam so that physicians can get honest answers from the children about drugs, sex, alcohol, and mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Now. Um, many pediatricians in the AAP uh, did not approve of those leanings or policies and um, voiced their disagreements but were ignored for years. And the final straw was in 2002 when the the American Academy of Pediatrics published a so-called technical paper and policy statement affirming same-sex parenting. Mm -hmm. Uh, The AAP's own bioethics committee objected to the publication of the paper because it was not scientifically based. Uh, The papers, the very papers that they used to support same-sex parenting were not rigorous science and did not demonstrate that the outcomes were positive, the same as the natural family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the AAP ignored its own bioethics committee, and so that was the last straw. And members of the AAP's own bioethics committee, together with some other pro-life pediatricians, decided we needed to make our own organization. And so in 2002, the American College of Pediatricians was born. Great. Now, our first two policy statements in 2002 had to do with uh, human life begins at conception and is inviolable, and that homosexual parenting um, is not equivalent.
equivalent to the natural family. Because of that, we were immediately labeled a hate group. Of course. By the wonderful Southern Poverty Law Center. Yep. And um, this has been an obstacle to our growth. Um, but at the same time, and it's, it's also seen as a, a badge of honor. Uh, so it's a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Um, you have grown. So we, you, you still have grown in the midst. We have grown. We mm-hmm. went. You know, when we start, when we started out, we were a handful, uh, a handful of uh, AAP pediatricians starting out, and we have grown to a membership of six hundred. Great. Um, since two thousand two, uh, and it's not easy. Now, the American Academy of Pediatrics boasts a membership of sixty six thousand, but what people don't know is that. Roughly 30,000 of those pediatricians are actually residents in training, and their residency programs pay for them to belong. Yeah, right. The vast majority of pediatricians still believe the AAP is the only professional organization in town, right? so to speak, um, and we're blacklisted. But they're, so, they're essentially becoming a political uh, arm, I mean, in, right. in so many ways. Yeah. This is what it is. The, the AAP, like the American Medical Association, like the American Psychological Association, they are simply physician guilds, and they are run by a small cadre of activists, like-minded, yeah, like-minded social justice warrior physicians. Right. And, and case in point is the AAP's position statement for gender-confused children, they, um, they, they, it's propaganda. Mm-hmm. The, it was written by, uh, it was written and passed by a maximum of 36 pediatricians. So it does not in any way, shape, or form reflect the beliefs of 66,000. Right. A maximum number of 36 pediatricians wrote and passed this position statement, which is, again, nothing more than pro-trans propaganda. And it's not really not scientifically. The, the references are not don't hold up when you look at them. I mean, just to yeah, boil well, it all this, down this quickly. This was what was fascinating. It, there's um, a uh, psychologist in Toronto, Dr. James Cantor. He's openly gay himself, but he is a colleague of of uh, Dr. Zucker, and has done work with a number of gender confused children. So he was. Um, quite intrigued that the AAP claimed that it was scientific to um, immediately transition every child who believes they're transgender, even if they're age two or three. Mm. So Dr. Cantor took the trouble to pull every single reference. I think they have over, I don't know, 90 references to their position state. He pulled every single one of them and he read them and painstakingly detailed that essentially the AAP lies. And why are we surprised? <laughs> Dr. Cantor's blog, he has a post, the American Academy of Pediatrics Policy and Trans Kids Fact Checking. Mm-hmm. And he goes through and explains that the references they cite actually support watchful waiting, yes. not immediate mm-hmm. as the AAP claims. Now, if you're just joining us, friends, we are talking with Dr. Michelle Critella, who is the executive director of the American College of Pediatricians, 
We're talking about the rapidly moving agenda to usher children into lifestyles of the opposite sex. Gender-confused children are being uh, told, and it's becoming the... um, uh, becoming the norm in these prestigious children's hospitals and medical centers, isn't it? And the residency programs. Uh, tell us about that, Michelle. Right. So there are 215 residency programs throughout America that um, for pediatrics. And every single residency program follows, takes their lead from the American Academy of Pediatrics, which means... 215 children's hospitals and training programs across the nation are now teaching that children are born transgender, and if they persistently and consistently insist that they are not their biological sex, you must go full steam ahead, treat them as the opposite sex, change their name, change their clothing, and make everyone around them do the same thing. The next step after you transition them socially is prior to their going through puberty, right at the earliest stage of puberty, uh, we are told to put the children on uh, a toxic drug called Lupron, which is a puberty blocker. Mm-hmm. And shortly, a couple of years after that, now you go ahead, go move forward with the sex change hormone. That process permanently sterilizes the children. In addition to halting their, it halts their growth, it halts their brain development. Um, The cross-sex hormones or sex change hormones that they're given, they will need to be on for an entire lifetime. It raises your risk of stroke, heart disease, blood clots, cancers, diabetes. Um, Now, but here's the kicker. Most young children... If you did not, if you do not reinforce, if you simply do watchful waiting mm-hmm. and encourage the child to feel proud for being the boy or the girl they actually are, once they pass through natural puberty, the vast majority, over 80%, will be happy with their biological sex by young adulthood, late adolescence, young adulthood, most of them resolve without anything more than affirming their true selves, (laughs) affirming their bodies. Yes, their Um, biology, affirming biology. You know, I have to ask the question, because we only got about a minute until our break, okay? Mm -hmm. So, and then we'll talk more after that about uh, some more of this, but um, why are all these medical centers going into this? This is still relatively... A small population. Is there big money in this in these treatments? I, I have to ask that question. I mean, you have to wonder. Yes, I, I think you know what. There is huge money in this, especially big pharma. This yes, is huge. Yes, Blo- the the blockers, the cross sex hormones, hugely profitable. And they got to be very um, expensive, and it's out of pocket. It's not insured for most yes, for the most although part. Although these same physicians, the physicians are bully. The physician activists, many of whom have transgender members within their right, families. Right, or, um, I mean, there's definite conflict of interest right, going on. Right, right. We, we, have, yeah. we will have to pick it up when we come back after our, Very good. Uh, after our break and talk um, 
more about some of the motivation of the parents who are allowing this to happen. I'd like to get into some of that. We're talking with Dr. Michelle Cretella, who's executive director of the American College of Pediatricians, a scientifically based pediatric professional group. And uh, we will be talking more about the rapidly moving gender confusion agenda uh, for children. And how is this happening? Why is this happening? This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. Please stay with us, and we will delve into this very troubling and um, amazing uh, story when we return after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to MissionAmerica.com. Now, here's Linda. Why all of a sudden is uh, gender confusion among children being embraced and affirmed everywhere we turn? What in the world is going on? We have an expert with us today who is studying this, and she is one of the warriors trying to uh, bring science to the table, amazingly, uh, to this issue, which isn't always happening. Dr. Michelle Cretella is executive director of the American College of Pediatricians and a uh, board-certified pediatrician with many years of practice and is also the mother of four. She has lots of reasons to be involved in this fight. Um, Michelle, tell us about, okay, so we talked in the past last segment about the medical centers, about the American Academy of Pediatrics and the political correctness uh, going on there, the political motivations, the big pharmaceutical uh, companies. Uh, flesh that out just a little bit more about why their motivation would be to push uh, these uh, uh, very, very controversial opposite-sex hormones and puberty-blocking drugs on little children, on, on children. Right. Well, again, the um, it's a new market, Right, it's it's it, mm-hmm. farm, big pharma business making money is the name of the game. Um, estrogen, for example, is the cross-sex hormone given to boys right. or men, and um, big pharma lost. You know, once once we realized that giving postmenopausal women replacement estrogen right. was not such a good thing. Big Pharma lost a big market there. Oh, well, now yeah. they can regain it mm-hmm. in the transgender-believing market. Very good point. Wow, never thought about yeah. that. That is huge. That is huge. So, um, and, and then and everyone, I mean, they will never admit it, but everybody knows that the primary cause of transgender belief just like the primary cause of, of um, you know, when you see an increase, as we have this exponential increase in children identifying, the primary cause is socialization. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, so why is it increasing so much? Not only do we have this top-down tyranny from the medical and pharmacologic elites, but we have Hollywood, we have social media, yes. we have mainstream media, um, it's everywhere. The right. kids are swimming in lies. And this is what, you know, back in the day, you know, I grew up in the 70s, um, it, it was cigarette smoking. Oh, my gosh. Now it's a mortal sin. You would never see any actor uh, anywhere uh, being promoted to kids with a cigarette in their hand. 
uh, right? And, right. And we don't allow uh, we don't allow any advertising uh, about alcohol directed toward kids. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're impressionable. Right. Exactly. And as far as transgender, well, now it's the and this is what parents have to understand. It's not only the children who are confused that are in danger. Everybody's child is in danger, especially if they're in the school system. Right, right. Because right? It's, it's everywhere, it, and it and it, it it's it's everywhere. chic. It's chic and popular in some circles yes. to be this way. And we can talk more about that that uh, issue mm-hmm. at that study at Brown University that was shut down, showing about the effect of social media. I want to get mm-hmm. to one other thing. Boy, I wish yeah. I had an hour on this. Great, um, great. But let's talk about the parents. I mean, isn't what's really motivating parents to go ahead and go along with these doctor's recommendations and go, oh, well, okay, we'll start my, my, my child on these dangerous drugs. They're, they're afraid for their child. Isn't the suicide card being played everywhere and manipulating people on yes, this? I would, I would say that the number one, the number one reason parents are going along is because they're being lied to and bullied. Um, okay. And, and to put some perspective on this, there is no other situation in all of psychology or medicine in which any health professional would allow a child who is who threatens suicide to dictate their care. Right, right. This is the only situation in which we have supposedly um, elite pediatricians and, and expert psychologists and psychiatrists telling us, oh, my gosh, they're threatening suicide. Look, we have to transition. Mm-hmm. That's how we make them happy. Right, right. That doesn't happen for any other situation mm-hmm. in the whole of pediatrics, medicine, or psychology. Wow. Okay? But now, naturally, you know, what do we normally do when a child threatens that? Yeah, we, we're, we're put on notice. Okay, this is... This is a big deal. Something is going on here. Okay, this child is emotionally distraught and disturbed. There is a problem. We need to, number one, make sure he or she is safe. And number two, we need to get to the underlying problem. Right. What is the root of, you know, what's the root cause? That's what needs to be done here, but it is not being done. Yeah, it's not being seen when 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 there's a confession of gender confusion. It's not seen as a symptom of a deeper problem. It is seen right. and as the core problem that needs to be treated immediately. Correct. It, it well, it's not being. They don't even use the word problem or condition. Right. They 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 are actually. <laughs> they actually say, "Oh, this this child. This is it. The child was born, born this with way. the brain in the wrong body. Mm-hmm. It, it is so anti-science." Right. It's impossible to have a different sexed brain in your body. Okay, right. you are born into the right body. That's the plain truth. Okay, everybody's born in the right body. Right. Um, it, it's complete and utter nonsense. Um, we even have there's a Dr. Deanna Atkins who is the director of the gender clinic at Duke uh, University's Children's Center, and she has she has. Had, the audacity uh, to actually write a sworn affidavit in which she says sex has nothing to do with chromosomes, hormones, or body parts. What? I mean, 
a few years wow. ago, if if someone were to say that, like you would be failed out of yeah. I don't know. You're you're failed. Certainly fail mm-hmm. out of your your bio high school class. Wow. Never mind be the director at a prestigious wow. Pediatric Children's Hospital. We are out out of time. Michelle, where can people read? Uh, It's acpeds.org, correct? That's right. That is acpeds, A-C-P-E-D-S dot O-R-G. And you can go to our search bar and put in gender identity. Okay. And that will bring up our page for you. Okay. God bless what you're doing. Um, May I ask my listeners to pray for this effort, for the truth to come out and for people to wake up and for this to be turned around. So God bless you, Michelle, uh, and Godspeed in your work. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, friends, go to acpeds.org. You will find a wealth of fantastic information that will open your eyes to what's really going on. It's an agenda, and it's not science-based. Just remember, friends, just remember with all these issues, with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.